Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is Dale Jr. and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Outside, door, bumper, clear the AT. Best car ahead here in a long time. You're going to do it. You're going to win it. Right with you. You're clear. Check the flag. You win. Oh, yeah! Do you want inside information? You will not be able to repeat it to your kids, but you will learn and you will laugh. Door bumper clear is on. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Major, spotter of the 88 in the Cup Series, the 7 in Xfinity Series, and the 29 in the Truck Series. Joining me as usual, Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer and Elliot Sadler, and our lovely co-host. Hey, guys. It's KB. And before we start today, uh, we, everyone here at Door Bumper Clear and Dirty Mo Radio, we just want to say that our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone affected by the tragedy in Orlando over the weekend. We like to have a lot of fun on this show, but we also respect all religions, races, and ethnic groups. And we're going to take a moment of silence and hope you'll join us for the victims, their families, their friends, and, um, you know, all Americans. TJ, what happened yesterday, man? We got butchered. <laughs> you got what? We got butchered. Butchered? We got butchered. Butchered? Yeah. How do you something? <laughs> we had, we got clobbered in the left rear tire, and we took AJ with us, which was, I felt bad about that because he was just kind of doing his own thing up there, but. Yeah, AJ's never. You never like to. You never like to take somebody out, though. You yeah. know, and I, I'm, I'm not saying we took him out, but we definitely. Uh, you know, my problem with it is you're running. We we were slowly working our way up. Yeah, here's your problem. You're racing well, Chris yeah. Boucher and I AJ Almendinger. But <laughs> we got caught from that caution. Yeah. With Brad staying out about running out of fuel, so then we had to take the wave around. So we kind of got we kind of got stuck back there a little bit. And uh, you're right. I mean, we were slowly – we were making progress. It, it was a weird race. So you couldn't just drive past cars. It was hard to pass, really it was, hard. It was. And you couldn't just drive up somebody and pass them. It was like a it was like a work in progress every time you had to pass somebody. So I like the rules package, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't – I don't think it's perfect, but – I liked the how the cars looked a little bit, um, how they could kind of drive in there and still turn down a little bit. But it was still – 
I think we're just going too fast there still. I watched Greg Biffle a dozen times have to save it because yeah. he'd go in and get loose and shoot up the track. And he was one of yeah. several. I mean, restarts were fun. And even when those guys were single file and racing, like you'd see their car just take off up the track. I mean, for the first time, yeah. I think from the roof, I was like, they've got their hands full. They're yeah. earning their money today, and they're, they're not out there chilling. True not that X, they're Truex and you trying to pass even. Oh, yeah, Truex Rex trying to trying to ultimately lap me, which he ended up not being able to do. And Clint was like, man, what was that? I left him a lane. And, you know, Truex's story was a little bit different. You know, he's like, oh, you made me wreck. So, I mean, but we, we would need these cars to be hard to drive. You Where'd know? you finish? I have no idea. 20-something. We ran around 20th all day and just got loose. Clint's brakes once again went out. We have brake issues every week. It's frustrating. Man, I was I was shocked, man. Two hundred and fifteen miles an hour. Yeah, was nuts. that's crazy. Stop using them. Yeah, yeah. It's Michigan, man, you shouldn't <laughs> even be on that much. Yeah. yeah, back them off, Clint. Damn. Off. Saturday's race was fun. Yeah, Saturday's race I, was fun. I actually thought you were going to win. We, we took the lead with twenty to go, and you know we passed Kyle Busch, and I look over at Tyler Green, and uh, we were both like, "It's over," because all day whoever got the lead pretty much was gone. We get the lead, and then Elliot goes into one wide open, he said, trying to get away from the 18, who obviously is Kyle Busch, and he got loose and about wrecked. Next thing you know, second, third, they go by us. I'm like, well, it. They qualified really yeah. well, first, third, and fourth. Yeah. Qualifying was good for JR. Man, I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, they're chipping it, away at it. It's us, and, it's us and Gibbs right now in terms of bringing dominant efforts and winning race cars to the track, period. Yeah, I mean, they're – you know, all the crew chiefs and engineers and the company as a whole is working hard and chipping away at it. So it's good. It's exciting to see, you know, and the chase is coming down the road here. So it's a good time to be finding speed and getting better. TJ and I talked about going out on the Michigan infield Saturday night. Yeah, and, uh, he didn't want to roll. Then I was going to watch the Indy race, and then it got delayed. So I jumped on the golf cart and went and cruised out there for a minute. And I realized that everybody – Why didn't you tell me? I realized that – well, I just ran out there and ran back. Like, I didn't go hang out. But I, I got out there and I was like, you know what I, I'm realizing about this infield? It's it's really all about kids. You're either there to get away from your kids, you're there to take your kids, or you're there to practice making kids. It's uh, yeah. it, it's it's a big show. Crazy. Pra- What's wrong with your court? Did you well, see any kid making? No, <laughs> no. But they did the the guy singing in the middle of the infield, the concert guy. He said, "Ladies, if you want to take your clothes off, find a tent. Don't do it here at our show." What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Why is he there? Why is he there? <laughs> Get him out. Escort him out. You can't have a guy with morals playing in the Michigan infield. Yeah, I mean, isn't that the, it was hot, man. Mm. You don't need to be getting hot. Oh, it was hot. Oh, it was brutal. Really? It was brutal. Really? I changed my shirt four times, three really? times on Saturday. Coming from the, the Shade Seekers down yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I looked a couple of times. You know where they are? Back under the, the pit box With there. a fan blowing yeah. on <laughs> It's so hot. Yeah. Y'all want to know hot. Come up there where we're at. Stand there. Take cover. Preserve preserve the face. We have this (laughs) awesome stuff we stand on that reflects 100% of the sunlight. (laughs) So you get burnt on the way down and then again on the way up. So it's like standing on the surface of the sun. Yeah, basically you get the the inside of your nose burnt and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like Daytona is like a mirror. You guys look good. Like you don't look at all burnt. I bet my neck's red. I got a red neck. You got a tiny bit of red. I mean, there. you yeah. have two watches on without wearing watches. Yeah, that suntan's epic. Can't hide a red neck. Yeah. So. Spot on, spot off. Are you country now? <laughs> yeah. Easy. 
You hey, might have just you might have just hey, attracted man. a whole new level of guy <laughs> right there. Rico versus Byron at Texas for the truck mm. race. Mm. Spot on, spot off, Tage. Ah, spot on. I liked it. Two young kids up there, passed a couple veterans to get there. Spot on, two young guys racing for the win. We need an age limit on the trucks here or something. Spot off for Rico, man. The guy is uh, going to have his best race ever. He's challenging for the win. He's running the high side. The minute he gets there, the guy moves up. Byron makes the move he's got to make to win the race. And Rico has two options. Don't drive in as hard or go to the bottom. And he didn't do either one. He drove in like the guy wasn't there, and he knocked the wall down. He ended up finishing ninth or tenth, and it's unfortunate for him. He's got to learn. But you can learn watching film. You can learn talking yeah. to other drivers, too. He should know that. He's pretty good buddies with Kyle Larson. He's seen Larson do it a bunch. So I feel like his bread and butter was three and four, where he was getting that big run for the front stretch. And he wasn't going to gain anything in one and two. He just needed to maintain yeah. to take where he was gaining. And he just kind of he uh, made a pretty big mistake, and it cost him the win. It would have been a big deal if he'd won. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. It would have been a very big deal. <laughs> what? It, it, I, I think he will win. I think he will win in the truck series. So. Josh got it. <laughs> I got it. I mean, we. Uh, that's terrible. No, it's not. <laughs> it's awesome. The Michigan rules package. Spot on, spot off, Brett. Spot on, man. We're going in the right direction with this thing. You know, we went from a nine-inch spoiler to a two-inch spoiler. It's insane that you can go 215 miles an hour down a straightaway and still be able to get in the corner and not wreck. There was a lot of uncertainty going into to the weekend as to how the racing was going to be. We still need to go some more in that direction, get the air back under the cars a little bit. We're still too sealed off. Still got way too much side force, but we're going in the right direction. I like it. I say spot off to start with because we're going too fast. We should not be running 215 miles an hour into the corner. That's too fast. If we wreck at the end of the front stretch, we're going to be in a lot of trouble still. Oh, yeah. We are in a lot of trouble if we get three wide at 215 That's and somebody hurt. hits. It's going to be bad. We yeah. need to slow down still. I, the the It's the right way with downforce, but we're, <laughs> why are we – we're taking downforce <laughs> way and we're going faster. Yeah. So – I, I don't know. I think they need to slow these cars down more. Spot on, spot off. Dale Jr. in the booth for the Xfinity race. Uh, I really have no idea because I was actually working that race, as mm -hmm. was Brett. So I, I am spot on for the fact that, A, they let him, and, B, he was willing to do it. And I, he was I, in a sport coat. He was. I mean, when, when you look at – I'm interested to see the ratings on the channel versus – any other race where he was not in the booth to see if he drove the ratings up because you got your most popular guy and and it has to bring eyeballs mm -hmm. and oh by the way he's extremely talented and Dell Jr. is a very methodical thinker so no I haven't seen the broadcast yet but if he took his methodical thinking into the broadcast I know it was a home run yeah I'm all I'm all I like Jeff and Dell Jr. and them guys going up there it's a fresh perspective um you know, I know. You know, obviously, Dale Jr. has cars, but he knows what it's like. He he's just not, won three weeks ago in Richmond. Yeah, he's not. He's not biased like that. Of course, he wants to see his cars do good, but he's he's the first to credit individuals when they do good on Twitter, even when they drive for other companies and stuff. He's always congratulating people. And did you see what Daniel Suarez said yesterday? No. Daniel Suarez sent Dale Jr. a tweet and basically said, "I just rewatched the race, Dale Jr. Thank you so much for all the kind words." So. Keslowski thinks that because you own a car, it's a conflict of interest to be in the booth. Here is a driver that drives for another team that's saying, "Hey, Dell Jr., thank you." Yeah, I kind of feel. That's cool. I, I kind of feel like when you're 
when you own cars, of course you're going to be biased a little bit. But there, yeah. But you know, I think Brad was just mad at the time, and you know they had gotten in trouble for something. It doesn't matter if you own a car or not. You're going to have biased broadcasting yeah. in our sport because we all travel together. You know, whether Jeff Gordon owns part of Jimmy Johnson's team or not, it doesn't matter. And here's why it doesn't matter. He's still friends with Jimmy Johnson. Mm-hmm. He's still friends with Casey Kane. He's still friends with whoever, and he's going to be yeah. biased to that friendship. When we and Martin Truex, when we wrecked in, in Michigan together, man, I'm a Martin Truex fan. Like, I like Martin a lot. Yeah. It's, it, as a spotter, I'm like, shit, why don't we have to wreck that guy? Like, wreck Dingaling. You know, wreck, wreck <laughs> yeah. somebody I don't like. Don't, don't wreck the guy I do like, you Carmen. know. I mean, they give each other rides and stuff. These drivers, they're not – they're friends with everybody. Yeah. Like, you know, people think, oh – you know, Deltrude's actually friends with Kyle Busch, too. You know, we've had runners in the past, but it doesn't yeah. mean they're not friends, you know. And it's it's a, it's a big family, and it, there's always going to be a little bit of bias. Brett, yeah. you had some nice comments on uh, during the Xfinity race when that number 74 was just Mike riding Harmon? around in the middle. Dude, Mike Harmon almost <laughs> wrecked us twice. TJ even <laughs> come down there and said, hey, quit pinching the 74. You need to give us some more room. I'm like, that fat ass, he needs to get out of the way. I went and found his spotter, and I was like, who was it? Tony, the ball-headed guy. And I oh, said, are you case? telling that briefcase, fat Tony? asshole any information at all? And he's like, yeah, man, I'm doing the best I can. Well, you and him both need to do better because one of y'all yeah. or both of y'all really suck. He was get very your, bad. dodge and park it in the garage? I, I, I said either move up and give everybody the bottom or use some mm-hmm. brake and just stay on the bottom. Like He'd go in in the bottom, he'd drift to the middle, then he'd end up on the top. It's 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 a pain, man. It, so apparently he had a he had a com. Somebody said something to him, and he said my any, blood pressure just went up. He said any <laughs> of the spotters, rant, uh, Mike Harmon. He said any spotters that wanted to talk to him or whatever, he'd be at his house Monday if they wanted to come by. I'd be happy to go. Yeah. Well, we talked you about go over after he this. Better, he better bring two friends. We talked. I don't. We talked about just getting a, everybody getting in a van. We'll roll up there and just yeah. get out in his front yard. Yeah. NASCAR said over the radio. NASCAR said over their broadcast to all spotters and their own officials. Tell the driver of the 74 to pick a lane. They were splitting him off the corner. He would go in on the bottom, and he would drift up to the second and third groove, and they would split him on the exit. That's not good. Is he aware of how bad he is? Uh, Give me his number. I'll tell him. (laughs) God. That's why you should not eat and drive. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with a 74? Well, Tower, he dropped his turkey leg in his lap. (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, that was funny. Well, stop pinching him, and he won't have a problem here. You quit taking the air off his door into their corner. Yeah. (laughs) Spot on, spot off. 2017 couple race on Father's Day. Uh, Me, I'm spot off on that. You know, it is a traveling every weekend type. We... It's fun to be home some of them holidays or where you can celebrate with your family. And if you have kids, it means twice as much, too. So I would uh, it would be awesome to spend Father's Day and actually wake up and get a card for my little girl in the morning. Yeah, spot off on this, man. We, we used to not race on Mother's Day weekend at all. And then we started racing on Mother's Day weekend on Saturday in Darlington. So we were still all... I, I kind of liked that because we one thing I liked about that real quick is they brought the mothers down yeah. and they included them. Yeah. And I thought they that was kind of cool. Yeah. Intro, yeah. And so we're still all relatively close to our moms if our moms obviously live in the Charlotte area. So so we're able to go see our mom the next day. Well, then they move that race to Kansas. We still do it on Saturday. So you still have Mother's Day off, essentially. Father's Day, hey, 
we're all guys in this sport. We're all fathers. It's been awesome the last few years to have Father's Day weekend off because we didn't used to. We used to be in Michigan. And so now they're taking that away from us. And, yes, we're losing an off weekend, and that sucks. But it sucks even worse that I'm on the road on Father's Day. Like, it's yeah. almost like they give you something and you learn to really appreciate it. And they say, oh, sorry, we're screwing you over and we're taking it back. That yeah. sucks. That does suck. Spot off on this. But yeah. happy Father's Day to everybody <laughs> listening this week. Yeah, happy Father's Day. We were taking a quick break. Thanks to One Main for bringing the show. We'll be right back. So we are here in the Exalta studios, and Exalta has given their website, exaltaracing.com, a fresh coat of paint to get all the latest news, photos, and the schedule for Dale's Exalta number 88 Chevy. Head over to exaltaracing.com. There's photo galleries, schedules, all the race reports, all the deets you need to know about exaltaracing.com. All right, we're going to go into fast lane. This is where I give TJ and Brett a topic to debate, and we alternate who responds first to it. Each gets 30 seconds, and then whoever responded first gets a rebuttal. We need a cool fast lane sound effect. Wapa. Yeah. <laughs> go like in a, fast lane. Wapa. Like, like a dirt bike taking off. Wapa. <laughs> <laughs> a, a Formula One car. Yeah. Formula One car taking off. It sounded like a circus. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> TJ, you're up first. Okay. You ready? Yeah, you, you got that cable. <laughs> That's what is that? We, we have plenty of sound. <laughs> hey, play some more. Let's hear some more. We we can. Oh, that's Josh walking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a. <laughs> play them. Chickens, go cocks. Go do that one again. Do do the chicken again. I want to hear it. Oh God, that's awesome. <laughs> Josh, which one is it? One says cheers. Loser. <laughs> oh lord. I can't find it. <laughs> There's like one million sounds on here. Yeah, we need the full metal jacket soundboard. <laughs> oh, easy. Josh, I don't know where it is. Boy, this is <laughs> professionals doing work. <laughs> you played a rooster. <laughs> he loved it. What was that movie where the guy was it Naked Gun? Where that guy was so good at sound effects. Uh, no, that was um Police Academy. Police Academy. Police Academy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, that guy was awesome. He was awesome. He could do choppers and everything. <laughs> yeah, he he could make gun sounds. Man. All right, TJ, you're up first. All right. Chase Elliott had an outstanding race at Michigan, but he couldn't secure the win. What kept Chase from claiming victory at Michigan International Speedway? You know, I was uh, I'm not sure. I was following on Twitter from about. 40,000 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Chris Busher, I got to get home a little early. So I'm not really sure. I'll have to rewatch that and go back and get back with you. I, I don't know why these drivers think it's a good idea to get to the restart zone and stop. When they stop, they give everybody an opportunity to crowd them and get all over them. Chase had run top four all day, hit this particular point. He had the lead. He's going to win the race if he does the right things. He gets to the restart zone, he doesn't go. And when he doesn't go... They nail him in the ass, and he almost wrecks. He goes from first to fourth. Thank you, TJ, for playing the snake. Yeah, back to my original (laughs) statement. I don't need 30 seconds to tell you that I was about 40,000 feet. (laughs) Daniel Suarez became the first Mexican to win in a NASCAR National Series race. Furthermore, he won by overtaking one of the sport's best, Kyle Busch, on the final lap. Why did it take so long? Great use of furthermore. Why did this take so long? Um, to win a race. To win a race. Daniel Suarez has had speed all year. It's it's great for the sport that, that Daniel won. You know, I'm a big fan of diversity in the sport, and, and I think this is a huge step for, 
for NASCAR, not only to have you know a Mexican here competing, but to have a Mexican win. It's a big deal. Yeah, now that Daniel's got that first win out of the way, and the first one's always seems the hardest to get. Now that he's got that first win out of the way, now it's time to see what he can do and see if he can back it up to prove he belongs in the sport to me. I mean, he needs to keep winning now. This needs to keep happening. NASCAR has a lot of marketing executives making a lot, a lot, a lot mm. of money. It's time for them to do their part and go after the Hispanic fan base and leverage you know, Daniels win because nobody's going to pull for a guy that gets here from, from any race and, and, and that doesn't do well. This guy's doing well. He's winning. Now they got to do their job and go attract that fan base. Eric Jones's father passed away last week. Should Eric have taken the week off from competition, you think? No, I do not think Eric should have taken the weekend off. He did what he was comfortable with, and you kind of – when you put that helmet on and you start the race, you kind of get into a different zone, and I think it was best for him. It's a traveling family. When he got to the racetrack, he was surrounded by people that you know people that do care about him, and and he uh, you know can just be comfortable and and just not have to not think about personal things. Then, so I think it was the best thing to do to get right back in the seat. I think this is one of the first times in my 17 years of being here that I see the driver has a choice because. NASCAR now has a waiver. So if he had gone to NASCAR and said, hey, my dad just died. I, I can't race. I need a week off. Can I still be championship eligible with my mm -hmm. two wins? This is awesome that he has the ability to do that. You know, I applaud him for coming in, doing his job, being a professional. You know, this kid's obviously very talented, very mature. So uh, I'm, I'm glad he raced, but I'm more glad that it was his decision. Yeah, I, I just – I'm glad he, he made the decision, you know, and, and just kind of took the – took what he thought he did, but I really think he was the most comfortable getting back to the track and just kind of, you know, I, it just makes it easier to get by when you have people there to support you and you're not just in a dark room. So I'm glad he came back and did it. Are spotters more important in NASCAR or in IndyCar? Brett? This is easy. We're absolutely 100% more important in NASCAR than they are in IndyCar. The main reason for that is we run side-by-side -side way more often than they do. We tend to pass each other way more than they do so we the spotter plays a lot bigger role in our series and in our sport versus the indycar deal yeah absolutely we were way closer for a longer period of time there's some tracks where where they are like texas would be a pretty important track for a spotter in indycar but then you, we go back and they run road courses and stuff i don't think they're nearly as important at road courses they could almost probably do without them at road courses in my opinion but you know, we we race so close and five wide on turn one in Michigan, you need spot. And that's not just Michigan. It was a week prior to Pocono, too. So we ovals just give you the opportunity to be side by side a lot more. Here's the other big difference. Our guys don't have the visibility and the peripheral vision those guys have. That's true. You know, they're, they're sitting in their car. They can look left. They can look right. They have a left side mirror. They have a right side mirror. You know, our guy's sitting in there and he has a spoiler behind him that's preventing him from seeing backwards. He has a right side seat preventing him from seeing the right side of the car at all. And then obviously he's running a really tiny left side mirror. So their peripheral vision, the, the IndyCar drivers, is a lot better than our drivers, which makes us, the spotter, even more important. The Seattle Mariners drafted Trey Griffey, son of Ken Griffey Jr., as a center fielder. Center fielder. <clears throat> Sorry. Trey is a football player for the University of Arizona and hasn't played baseball since he was a kid. Good PR move, but should the Mariners have drafted someone who actually worked to get there? TJ. 
Uh, I don't know. He's an athlete. He baseball's a much safer sport than football, so I'd probably be kind of happy if I were him. But Ken Griffey was a heck of an athlete. I don't. I mean, if he can take in his father's footsteps, I I think it might be a good move either way. You know, publicity wise, he was a great role model too. He was a good dude. And I uh, I think it's a good move. I feel like the Major League Baseball draft is just weird. Mm. They draft so many players. There's Doesn't so it many go rounds. on in the middle of the season too, or something? It just they did it this weekend in the middle of the College World Series, which is even dumber. You know, so yeah. so a kid can be playing in, right now in the College World Series, get drafted, and just quit and go to the major leagues. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm not a big MLB draft fan, but I'm a huge Ken Griffey fan. Prettiest swing in all the baseball. Great PR move. You know, probably got the fans a little excited. So I think it's cool. Yeah, I had his Nintendo game, so I think it's a great move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're into the hashtag AskDBC, yeah. where we've chosen... We need a hashtag Ask Kristen. Oh, boy. Great. It'd be, it'd be filled up. It basically is. 90% of the questions are about Kristen. Hashtag Ask Kristen Mingle. <laughs> Too many letters. Hashtag I thought that died. Ask KB. Ask Kristen is really hard for me to say. Say that five times. Ask, ask Kristen. Kristen. Say that five times. I, mean, I can't say it either. That's I, I, I keep saying ask. Kristen, ask Kristen. It ask just Kristen. sounds like ask Kristen. It does. <laughs> ask Sorry, Kristen. do you have to beep that Ask up? Kristen. So Josh, uh, producer Who? Josh. Josh? Josh? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a little I'm a little hung hurt, over. Hurt, hung over, hurt headache. Today. Yeah, she got drunk yesterday if you guys want to. I went to a concert last night and had a little fun. What concert? Thrice. It's a rock band. They've sing been around it. forever. Sing a song. It's sh- uh, some shouting. Sing it. Yeah. I'm not singing. Ah, I have it. a terrible voice. No, you don't. You have a great voice. Sing. Yes. I, I, I you can't sound like re- a mix between Jesus and Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> Stop turning red and sing. Sing it. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. I'm not singing. Sing one. But, sing, yeah, a verse. A verse. sing a verse. One verse. One verse. I, you need. Like, it's like shouting. It's like yeah, almost. That's fine. Shout. S A P. Want to get with me? That's rap. Okay, your turn. Come on. So producer Josh has chosen questions from Twitter and Facebook. You all ready? For your singing. Holla. You guys got to pick a winner, and they get an Elliot Sadler autograph hat. At Captain Burt asks, saw lots of passing mid-pack, but how do we get more passing for the lead? Less downforce? Uh, I saw a lot of wrecking in mid-pack. Man, that's a, <laughs> that's a great question. You know, when, when you have restarts, whoever gets out front first is at a big advantage because they, they aren't being held down by traffic. So they're able to go out and literally run qualifying laps. Because nobody is in their way, nobody is slowing them down. They're not worried about what's going on behind them, right? So they get singled out. They go so fast. So actually the long green flag runs is actually when we can see a lot more passes for the lead. When we ran that long race at Charlotte the uh, the other night, the 600-miler, we were getting ready to see a pass and a race for the lead at like mile 450, and we had been green forever, and NASCAR threw a, a debris caution. But, man, you just need to race. You just got to let them go. Yeah, it's the reason that guy can do what he wants up front because he has anywhere he drives, he has air hitting that nose. When you get in fourth or fifth, wherever you go, there's probably already a car there taking that air. So you're kind of uh, it, it's just hard back there. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I just I think we need to slow him down. Give have tire wear. There was we, we no need tire wear. Fast straightaway speeds, slow corner speeds. The more that we need gap, slower straightaway speeds than we the, got now. The though. more that gap is there, the the better it's going to be. The more they have to. St- the reason the straightaway speeds are so high is because they're not slowing down to make the corner. The more they have yeah. to slow down to make the corner, 
the slower the speeds overall are going to be, and the slower the speed is through the corner, the more passing opportunities we have. I just think we need, we just need, we shouldn't be 215. We should be 200 tops. That should be the highest speed. Yeah, it's dangerous. And tire wear would be fun. Yeah, a little bit of tire wear. Well, that's the thing about the tire, man. We were all so happy about how well the tire was doing in the last two races, Pocono and Michigan. Yes, we have tire fall off. Like we lose a second over the run, but the problem is we stop. Like if we start off running 30, 38 flats and by the end of the run we're running 38.70s, well, we run 38.70s for 30 laps. It, it does hold on. Yeah, it just holds. It's too much. Holds on. You can't You can't take – you can't stay – you're going to stay out if you could. Yeah. You're not going to come to the front with tires from 10th. It's not happening. No. And it needs to be different than that. No. It's got to keep falling off through the run, not just fall yeah. off, keep falling off. And that will put rubber on the track too, yeah. which will help move around and stuff. So they're just – we can't blow tires at 215 miles an hour, though. Oh, no, hell no. So, no. At Hayden's Dad 3 asks, what was going through your head spotting your first win? Where was it and who was it with? Go ahead. I got to think about mine. My first win was my sixth race ever spotting. Oh, wow. Bristol Motor Speedway, a cup race. Not too shabby. Never spotted Xfinity race. Never spotted a truck race. Cup race 2001 with the Wood Brothers, Elliot Sadler driving. We started 38th. No oh. one had ever won from that far back. No one had ever won pitting on the back stretch. And we won that day from 38. Finished first, beat John Andretti second in the 43 car, which was awesome because Elliott was in the 21, and Jeff Gordon was third. Sixth race, I thought I was like, man, this is easy. It's gonna be. <laughs> I got this. I got this yeah. deal. Uh, I think mine was probably here. Um, Charlotte Junior Motorsports. With Junior Motorsports. With Junior. Yeah. Well, who was driving? I can't remember if it was Brad or I don't know if I did. I didn't do Dale Junior stuff till after Brad was already here, and I think we had already won with Brad. Yeah. So I think it might be with Brad here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's. How many guys have you won with? Oh man. I don't know. I've won with Elliot, Michael Waltrip, Casey Kane, Greg Biffle, Jeff Burton, Clint Boyer. Get you some of that. Jeez. Been fired a lot. <laughs> Won't have fired once. Uh, that was I don't a know. political move. Brad Dale Jr., um, Tyler Reddick. Uh, who else? Jimmy Johnson at Talladega. We were tandem racing. I was actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Regan. Um, I don't know. Let's go look at some banners here. It's fun to win with a bunch of different guys. You know, it is. I, we've probably all. I mean, I've spotted for Matt. I've spotted a race for Matt Kansas. Did a race for Truex. Did yeah. a, just a Boris, all that stuff. So I finished second with Kyle Busch. I finished. That's a fail. Six, <laughs> six with Harvick in a Especially truck. Especially if it was in a truck or something. Yeah, but I've done a bunch of guys too. I mean, you know, Tony Range and guys that you know didn't win, but that are now spotters. <laughs> that are now spotters. <laughs> yeah. From our Facebook page, Jonathan Krause asks, "What would you rather see more: a Cup race at Eldora or returning to Rockingham?" Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't want to – I mean, I would love to watch a cup race at Eldora because I think it would be hilarious. <laughs> but I would. I really want to race Rockingham on the schedule every year. Yeah. Man, if, first of all, I love Eldora. I've been to Eldora three times. I've seen the cup drivers race at Eldora in super late models, and they put on a hell of a show. I think Bill Elliott actually flipped that night. One he, of those nights. One of, him or somebody done the front stretch. I think he oh, flipped. The prelude. Yeah. yeah, prelude to the dream. So, yeah. man, I'm a, I am grew up going to Rockingham as a kid. I would much rather see Cup return to Rockingham than us go look gimmicky on dirt and Cup cars. If we're going to dirt, let's run dirt cars 
Rockingham never disappoints. Yeah. It's got tire fall off and multiple grooves, and it's not huge. I mean, it's awesome. No, well, I, I will say, though, that <clears throat> truck race at Eldora is entertaining. Yeah, it is entertaining. It's, it's strange. It's, different. Yeah. it's good racing. I would, I, like I said, I would love to watch the cup guys go get in cup cars there and try to run there because I think it, they would not drive anything like dirt late models either. No. <laughs> It'd be no. almost comical. Yeah, that's – yeah. Our cars don't really belong on dirt, put it that way. I mean, they're just not built for that. At Digger2 asks, which non-NASCAR athlete do you admire? Man, that's a great mm. question. Josh, you outdid yourself mm, this man. week. Yeah, why'd you pull all the good ones out in one week? <laughs> Screwed himself for next week. We apologize in advance for next week's questions. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your athlete, Josh? Who do you admire? Peyton Manning. Mm. Oh, Tennessee Vols, yeah. Kristen? Kristen. Some European cycler? Yeah, well, he's an American cyclist, Taylor Finney. Oh, yeah. Old man Finney's Taylor. Yeah. Taylor. (laughs) Which non-NASCAR athlete do you admire? Hmm. TJ, who you got? I don't know, man. There's there's a handful of them, man. I mean, I do like Peyton Manning. I think he's been a stand-up guy his whole career. Well, right. Are you uh, Muhammad Ali? <laughs> I, I, I do admire Muhammad Ali, but I, I, he's not my guy. Uh, man, I don't know. It's hard, to, it's hard to not say Michael Jordan. That guy's – he's a real deal. He, oh, by the way, makes over $100 million a year. So he's obviously successful. Still? Yeah. Well, the come Jor- on, man. Spend some on the Hornets. The, the, Jor- <laughs> the Jordan brand alone. He still flies on a G5. Holla. Holla. <laughs> Look at you all laid back. And- my yeah. f- leg hurts. <laughs> my I, leg? I, I killed you? my hamstring at the Lake of the Ozarks playing beach volleyball. Sober. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> not sober. That's why it you makes me sad though, because you, your running has come so far, and you're getting so much more distance. Here's why I heard speed. it: because for a solid hour, I made fun of how unathletic Clint was. <laughs> whichever team I was on was winning, whichever team he was on was losing, and I would not let it die because I was sober. And <laughs> I blew my hamstring out, and I'm like, the karma, karma. apple, karma. Mm-hmm. the karma apple just Smack got you me. Right in I just face. ate the karma apple, so I just went to a boat and laid down. <laughs> Done. With a beer. Yeah. Yeah. With a beer. I didn't stop drinking. Nah. nah. Where'd y'all play I, volleyball at there? Coconuts. It's my favorite bar on that Did lake. Did y'all drive the boat there? I don't know how we got there. Because <laughs> yes. you were sober. Yes. We uh, we we had a driver that drove the boat there. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, man. You go to Lake of the Ozarks with Clint, you're going to have a good time. It's fun. I threw up over the balcony of a house there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Might have been his. I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's. That, I've never seen a place where everybody gets hammered and just parties. Yeah, you know, well, Clint's basement is pretty good for that. There, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just everywhere you go, everybody's just partying. I'm like, man, it's I gotta weird. Get the hell out of here. That you ever been there, Josh? It's a toxic environment for somebody yeah. like me. <laughs> it's I don't a do well there. Huge river, but it looks like a lake because it's so big. Yeah, and it's. I'm gonna tell you what we were, it was rough. We rode jet skis out in the middle, and it felt like I got in a fight with Tyson. It was, it's rough, but it's a really fun place to go. We yeah. uh, we had a really good time. I, I left Lake of the Ozarks and went to the University of Michigan to a physical therapist, and was like, "Help! I can't walk. Help!" And that dude did a miracle on my leg. Really? So, yeah, but I'm out of commission for a few weeks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can ride the recumbent bicycle. Just move your arms. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, that lake is. Go. If you live anywhere near there, go. If you don't, still go. 
Yeah, crazy. it's pretty fun. It, there's no way Lake Havasu's any better. It's hot there, too. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> really hot. I don't think Lake Havasu could be any more fun because there's just so many bars and restaurants and parties. and They had something called a white party, so you go and everybody wears all white. Oh, my God. <laughs> Death trap for me. You're a little dirty trap. by the end of the night? I can't be put in a position where I can make a bad decision because I make a bad decision every time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I most know. good stories start with bad decisions. You're a true yeah. role model. Yeah, I know. I'm proud. You're of my it. role model. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Amy Howell, O two O seven asks, "How the hell do your wives put up with you?" Dude, Amy, <laughs> what do you really? mean? Yeah, uh, really. I'm, Mine's got a steal. Five eight. Claudia and Tamela. I'm a five eight, overweight, balding guy with a gap between my teeth. Like, what's there <laughs> not to love in this package right here? Yeah, I'm like five seven. <laughs> 180 pounds of twisted steel sex appeal. I don't know how tell you. More neck hair than Chewbacca. Yeah. See, she likes that. <laughs> yeah, she Chewy. likes that. I don't know. Amy, we uh, yeah, Amy, Amy, we were friends right up yeah. until that point. We yeah. are now unbenefited. I'll bet Amy can't cook. Yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. Poor she Amy. She probably can't cook or something. Jeez, Amy. Who's the winner? Not Amy. Not Amy. You suck. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting no hat. <laughs> you ain't good. <laughs> you ain't getting no hat. You crazy. I'll go with the uh, – I mean, I like the um, – I don't know. He's going to pick this one. Let me look one more time. He's going to pick this one right here. Mm-hmm. Unless he changes it. That's because he loves talking about that so dang yeah. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hurry up, TJ. Any what, day It's now. just a hat, bro. It's lunchtime. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm going to get me an omelet. Mm-hmm. I'll go with uh, Eldora and Rockingham. We called it. You well, called it. I said that was a good one. Uh, I know, but I was I already know. pointing at it. Yep. Yeah, that's one I – you know I liked that one. I uh, knew you did. Not going out on a limb there. All right, Jonathan Krause. I Krauss, saw you get excited. You get a hat. Hey, it's so outside of um, Harmon, do you have anything to rant about and outside your leg? Yeah, I picked Josh. Can Josh win the hat because he picked some good questions? <laughs> yeah, get Josh, Josh an autograph hat. Elliot Sadler's hat. He never <laughs> I'm, sees I'm, Elliot. I'm all right. <laughs> Josh wins the hat. Josh, Josh is your, also Elliot's PR guy. Josh, what's your so. favorite Elliot Sadler story so far this year? Yeah, Josh. Ooh. Make it a nice one or I'll yeah. no, terrorize no, you, you. No, don't make it a nice one. Tell <laughs> us just your best Elliot story. Ah. Hmm. <laughs> he's only been doing it for five months, and he's got 100 stories already. It can be good or bad. <laughs> I'm not going into the bad one. Bad's more entertaining. Yeah. yeah it is. But, <laughs> um, the Talladega win was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely the uh, the win that we all wanted and needed. Yeah. Um, the victory lane was fun, Josh, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> I won't go into any more detail about Victory what Lane. What happened in Victory Lane? <laughs> We're not talking about it. We are. We are talking about it. We are it. not talking we about it. We are. Josh. Let's just say that Josh had never been to Victory Lane before. Did you make a big mistake? No, so, I did not make a <laughs> mistake. It's just a learning curve, you know. We've been in positions where we have to learn. And I was doing my job on the other side of Victory Lane, so I, I wasn't sta- there to help I, him. I started in the sport with Elliot Sadler and Michael Waltrip. I was the PR guy for Elliot and Cup and the PR guy for Michael in the Bush Series then. And those are the two hardest guys in the sport to work for. So You threw <laughs> Victory Lane, which is complete chaos if you're in marketing or PR with the logistics of getting media Sponsors, and people. Because you're not there. You're everything. Hats. Terrible flags, problem to have. I juggling. Know. Gatorade. Terrible beer. problem. Terrible yeah. problem to have. Smile. Beer. Yeah. Bus. Will. Go get beer. Yes. So, Josh, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to want to know. We're going to have to tell them. We can't uh, tell we them. We can't. Man. 
can't. Gonna wrap it up. It's in the vault. Oh, wow, that's no fun. All right, so next week. Predictions. Oh, wait, we got it. Oh, wait, because we're going to Iowa. Yeah, let's talk about predictions. So TJ had, I thought, for 100 laps. A sleeper pick that was going to kick another my ass. one, another yeah, one. He had bailed me. I had I had Matt Kenseth, and so at zero to a hundred. <laughs> Matt was not running good. Biffle kills him. Matt's wrecking every corner. Biffle's running around tenth. Matt's running around twentieth. I mean, we raced Matt Kenseth a lot of the day, and then around lap one hundred, Matt got better, and Biffle kind of got worse, and then at the end, with like five to go, Matt pits and gives Biffle the position, and I'm like, well, that just sucks. Matt drives around him on the outside with like five to go, four to go, and I win the bet. So yeah, Another bam, one of them. bam. Another one of them. We don't have to pick this week. Nope. We're off. We'll pick next week. Yeah. I think we should do a special show next week. Can we figure out how to do that with call-ins? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Josh has a week to figure it out. Yeah. A week so and a follow, day. So follow, follow, uh, follow Brett and TJ and I on Twitter, mm. and we'll give you the logistics and details of yeah. how to call we're, we're going to pick three or four of you fans and if you're boring don't even try to come on the show <laughs> yeah okay? you need to be entertaining like the guy in texas dado he's entertaining you gotta be you gotta have a big personality you can't cuss a lot you cuss a little bit yep right because we, we don't beep out some of that it. yep but but like we want you to come on here and be fun like at the, you know you can't come on here man i love you tj you're down to your spider woo like, well, you can, but you, gotta, <laughs> you know, you, you, I don't want. You got to come feelings. on here with some real content. If you can't do that, don't give us your phone number. But if yeah. you can, because then gonna, we give it out to everyone. We're gonna hook you up. Yeah, if you if you come on the show and you, you suck, yeah. I'm gonna tweet your phone number. Don't yeah, be, don't be lame. We will tweet. Don't your be phone lame. Number. Yeah, that's right. What are you looking at? I'm looking from Madeline. Are you here? The speaker ain't on. Is it off? TJ brings his daughter to... to the shop and forces her to run the cash register. Is it going to be like funny, funny, or like TJ funny, which isn't funny? <laughs> I'm glad somebody said it. I'm glad somebody said it, and it wasn't me. All right. Maddie, you want to help us out? You want to thank One Main Racing for us? Say thank you to One Main. <laughs> hey, thanks, one main. Thanks, one main. And Exalta. And Exalta. Nice work. I can hear you. All right, we're good. Thanks to one main for sponsoring this and to Exalta Studios. We're we gonna, out. We're heading out. Yeah, thanks for coming. We'll have a special show next week. Leave Josh some good material. Yeah. See ya. Holla. See ya. Bye. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, go to OneMainRacing.com. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 